Welcome to FoxCast Physical Therapy, a podcast for clinicians made by clinicians. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Find out more at foxrehab.org. Welcome to FoxCast. I'm your host, Jimmy McKay. On the program today, Emily Callahan. Emily, welcome to the show. Hi, Jimmy. How are you? Thanks for having us. Uh, why don't we tell the audience a little bit about you? What's, what's your background? You're, you're an OT. What do you get to do day to day? What's your life like? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm an OT. I graduated from the National University of Ireland in Galway uh, in 2010. And my day to day, I've been working primarily in inpatient rehab for the last eight or so years. And uh, my focus in the last couple of years has really been more on edema management and uh, setting up of edema program. Sounds good. Plus, you have that awesome accent, which makes you sound smarter than everybody here in America. (laughs) It's a a bonus. (laughs) It is a bonus. All right. So the topic of our discussion today, uh, managing edema in the inpatient setting, as we heard from you and your background, something you know pretty well. So let's just get the quick overview, the introduction to edema as an issue that an OT takes care of. Yeah. Well, um, edema is something that I would say if you were to ask most clinicians, OTs, PTs, nurses, everyone's going to agree that it's uh, that it's problematic when your patient has edema from any type of pathology. But unfortunately, it's something that vanishingly few uh, therapists or nurses include as a goal in their plan of care or something that they address. So uh, my experience when uh, I had a friend originally who developed a lower extremity swelling and that got, kind of got my interest in it. And when I began then working with a CLT in one of the inpatient rehabs I was working at Mm -hmm. and saw what she was doing in terms of treating edema for patients of all pathologies, I started working with her. I got my certification. From there on, we were seeing such great results and getting such great feedback from patients that it was something that we were educating more widely than on. So why don't we talk about some misconceptions about treatment, since you mentioned that sometimes therapists, no matter what their discipline, might be a little intimidated or reluctant to, to approach uh, edema treatment. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So uh, there are a lot of misconceptions about edema management. You know, it's one of those things that um, OTs, PTs, uh, nurses, they can everyone can think it's someone else's job, so to speak, to deal with. It's something that, I mean, we don't tend to get a lot of schooling on. So if anybody wants to learn more about it, they tend to get be going more to seminars or to courses. Some of the misconceptions that, for example, I was hearing again and again after I got certified were things like you can't do edema treatment unless it's lymphedema, unless they have a diagnosis. You can't treat edema if there's complications like a DVT, like infection or acute swelling. A big one that we hear all the time is that it's not in my scope of practice. You know, people would say, oh, that's not that's not in my scope. I, I, I have to be treated by the doctor. And patients, a lot of times, are telling us, oh, this is, you know, I'm just overweight. This is just my body shape. So, like, these are some examples of the misconceptions that are out there. And, you know, they're all absolutely misconceptions. All of these um, conditions can be treated really effectively with the proper edema management. And an OT is, uh, is well-poised and well-positioned to do so. Absolutely. An OT, um, a PT. I work with a continuing education company called ARC Seminars, where I teach a course on this topic. And uh, most of the people that come, you know, we have a good mix of OTs, PTs, and a lot of nurses too, because the the skin conditions that can occur with edema, uh, there's some very specific skin breakdowns and skin conditions that are going to occur again and again. And nurses are really interested in how they can uh, help their patients by addressing this 
this issue. Uh, well, now that we've got past the misconception, we know that OTs and other, other clinicians, other healthcare providers are well poised and well within their scope to treat it. Let's get into the treatment of edema. How do we start? Assessment? Yeah. So um, again, you know, it's something that people think when they think about edema treatment, they think it has to be something kind of mystical or you need a lot of certifications and a lot of uh, different things going on. But actually, it can be really simple. Like assessment itself can be as simple as measuring the girth of the limb that's affected, um, asking your patient for their physical and subjective symptomatology, uh, or even just tracking their limb with photos can be a fantastic way to show your progress and the impact of your intervention. So the assessment can be really simple. Yeah, I bet you often a lot of times we overcomplicate things like that. Yeah, it can be. And I mean, there are there are more complicated assessments out there. There's like quality of life questionnaires. But um, what I tend to tell people to do for the most part is your straightforward um, physical and subjective symptoms because that, that can track your outcome. Photo is essential. And then if you're expecting to have a big decrease, measuring the girth because that can be a really great way to show again the impact you're having both for your patient and for your um, administrators. All right, we've got assessment out of the way. What comes next? So after you've done your assessment, you've identified your patient, um, the treatment, the gold standard of edema management is called complete decongestive therapy. So uh, this is an umbrella term that includes firstly manual lymphatic drainage. So that's a light manual hands-on edema mobilization technique. Secondly, compression therapy. This is what most people think of when they think of um, edema management. That's the multi-layered short stretch materials, uh, the foam that you'll see people wrapped up in, and that's placed over the affected limbs as well. Then skin care, as I said before, people with chronic edema, because of the content of that lymphatic fluid and uh, the things that are trapped and not able to move around, people with chronic edema are likely to have some pretty unusual looking skin conditions uh, like hyperkeratosis, fibrosis, uh, papillomatosis or leaking of fluid, lymphorrhea. Those are some of the skin conditions that can develop and require treatment for skin care. This key, cellulitis, wounds and skin breakdown, as I said, um, that can be a big issue for patients with chronic edema because they're not getting any circulation in the area. And then uh, specific but simple exercises can help guide the lymphatic fluid up from deeper pathways towards the body. And of course, then educating your patients, your family, the clinicians throughout the whole treatment to make sure that they are empowered and know what's going on to take this treatment on. Those five aspects of complete decongestive therapy at first can seem a little overwhelming, but again, deceptively simple to include into your treatment. That's what, as I mentioned at the top, I'm working with uh, several different facilities that have implemented edema management programs with these straightforward assessments and techniques. Uh, It can be used to treat edema of all pathologies, which is essential to keep swelling like vascular or post-surgical swelling from developing into a more complicated lymphatic dysfunction. Now that we've gotten past uh, the misconceptions and given some treatment examples of edema, how about setting up your own program? If you want to start addressing edema in your facility and it's not currently being done, what do you do? Yeah, so this is something, as I said before, this is something that uh, is really the drum I like to beat. You know, that's what I'm getting most involved with in this stage of my career is trying to help uh, facilities set up their own dedicated programs because uh, the rewards that you reap from having specific programs just really speak for themselves. So to set up a program, you're going to need a couple of things. Firstly, of course, you're going to need buy-in and support from your management. You know, we all know that uh, we, we as clinicians can have a million good ideas, but if we don't have the support from our therapy directors or from our administrators, it's never going to get off the ground. 
So the first thing I always tell my students to do is to uh, start by doing an assessment of need of your current patients. So have a look. If you've got 10 patients on your caseload, see who would benefit if you had a program looking at edema, looking at skincare and pain and so on, and what those benefits would look like from a functional and measurable point of view. So, uh, for example, take those 10 patients, see how many would be able to show, say, increased mobility, decreased infections, decreased fall risk, uh, increased endurance, and things like increased patient staff and length of stay efficiency and decreased risk of readmission. So you're showing using these outcome measures, especially the ones that translate into financial gain, uh, is going to be key to get administrative support because your administrators are going to say, why would I invest in a program like this? If I'm seeing financial outcomes from this, that's going to make it a lot easier to get your yeses. Then, of course, for an in-house program, what you're going to need is startup materials for your clinic. So including resources like referral sources, where they're going to go after you, depending on what type of facility you're in, online resources, home exercise programs, information for wellness for your patients and vendors who cover different types of insurances and so on. Um, Having a a lot of resources like that at your um, hands is very helpful. Of course, it's going to take a few hours to put it together, but once it's done, you have like a cookie cutter, comprehensive packet that you can give to all your patients from the first time you meet them, which is going to increase your compliance rate and uh, increase your success. And then other things that you'd need for your in-house program are things like assessments, screens, compression materials, some demo off-the-shelf products, and so on. Um, Compression bandages, like I mentioned before, and materials, they are more expensive than things that are used traditionally like ACE. And But things like ACE are completely ineffective. And, you know, once you break down that fact that these compression bandages are, you know, you're only going to need one set for patients. They are reusable and rewashable. Uh, you're looking at maybe a cost of 20 to $30 for every limb you're managing, which can be billed to insurance, you know, if you work it out with your purchasing coordinator. So, you know, it, it, it is less expensive than you think. So that actually brings me on nicely to the next thing you're going to need, which is team collaboration and educating the rest of the people on your team as to what you're doing. Most people think you need a team full of certified lymphedema therapists to run a program, but you really don't. Like I said, you know, it's in all of our scope. So uh, it's handy to have a CLT to consult to, but knowing your scope and limitations is already enough to get a great start and make really good progress with a program like this. If you're educating and getting advocates from from medical, from nursing, PT, OT, RNT, wound care departments. Everyone should know what's going on and how the therapy works, red flags and so on. I'm sure we've all worked as part of a team where the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. Right. And that doesn't lead to success at all. You know, when I'm in working with the facility, I tell them this can be as efficient as your communication is. You know, if a, if I want to see a patient, I'll try to coordinate with the wound care so that they get in there first, do their treatment. Then I'm coming in, doing my treatment, doing the wrapping. Maybe the, the PT sees them next and incorporates the HEP into their session. The OT sees them a day or two later that for a shower, so it takes all the bandages off. I see them directly after. It can be a pretty well-oiled machine when the, when the team uh, approach works like that. And, of course, it's going to go into your results. It definitely starts with the first thing you brought up, which was buy-in. Absolutely. Buy-in from, and as I said before, the the hardest part is getting off the ground. Once you get off the ground, I guarantee that the results will speak for themselves. No one's going to want to let this program lapse again because your patients, 
you know, my lymphedema patients or edema management patients, they're the only ones that are never late to a session. Mm. They see the results, the um, administrators see the results, um, especially if you're tracking your progress with things like photographs and patient staff, and you can and you can bring those out and show this is what we've accomplished together. You're, you know, you don't have a problem with buy-in after that. But getting off the ground, you know, you want to have all your ducks in a row for sure. Uh, Emily, what would you say to someone uh, if they're if they're still listening, they're nodding along, um, in terms of empowering them to uh, to go out and and not be intimidated by it? What, what's the last little piece of encouragement you might give someone? Oh yeah, that's definitely my passion project. You know, when I was originally learned to do all this, and I was incorporating it, the amount of people that were just didn't think that they could do this was uh, what was so frustrating for me. So. You know, uh, I try to tell everyone from PTs, OTs, nurses, the whole gamut that like edema is something uh, that we can all do something about. Um, it's, we all recognize it as a problem, but um, if we don't address it or if we just kind of wait for it to go away by itself, what it's going to lead to is skin breakdown, complications, infections, community isolation for your patients who can't leave the house because they can't put on shoes, decreased function, decreased independence. So it's I would say it's a duty of care to know that now that you we know that we can do something about it, even if you yourself aren't going to do the thing, you know, at least you're directing your patient to say, hey, we can address this. There is something you can do. This population is chronically underserved. The takeaway I would give is that we all have the capacity to make a great difference with this population. Uh, if someone wanted to reach out and find out more information from you, what's the best way to do it? Oh, yeah. Um, Emily at arcseminars.net, arcseminars.net. On our webpage as well, ARC Seminars, we have, there's a load of blog articles about edema management. The, those skin conditions, those funky ones that I mentioned at the top are addressed there as well. Um, uh, there's articles about the importance of using the right materials and so on and so forth. I'm uh, always touring around with this um, course that I give it's a seven CEU course all about the uh, treating edema and setting up your own program. And I'm really happy as well to field any questions from, from anybody who wants to contact. That sounds great. Uh, Emily, can tell you're really, really enthused about this and that just shines through. So want to thank you for some taking some time out to, uh, to talk to us today about edema. Absolutely. Thanks for your interest. It was great to chat. Thanks for listening to FoxCast PT. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Fox clinicians work hard, love their work, and get the respect they deserve. Sound good? Then you'll love the autonomy to work in your own style and the support you get to achieve excellence. Plus, freedom and flexibility to have a personal life. Whether it's your first day or you've been around for a while, your contribution is acknowledged and rewarded. That's what makes Fox a success. Happy, well-trained clinicians make great healthcare. Are you a fit for Fox? Find out now at foxrehab.org.